2: Hello to everyone listening. Welcome inside the Celtics life podcast. We're doing an off season episode, but it's one of the biggest off season moves that we've seen in recent memory, at least within a week of the title game. And Danny Ainge has pulled the trigger on a trade for the number one pick to the Philadelphia 76ers. I am Topher Lane alongside, alongside Markell Allison, Mark Allison, Mark Fultz. What do we got? I just, he's on my mind.
3: <laughs> yeah. What's up, buddy?
2: Preliminary thoughts. What do you got?
3: I'm glad we waited a day to record this because I probably would have been out of my mind last night. Um, I, I don't know. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It's, it's not what I would have liked to have done, but I don't know. Maybe it's not so bad thinking about it a day later. I'm not, I don't know. What, what do you think?
2: We're about 24 hours removed now from this decision that, that Ainge has made and technically the, the trade hasn't taken place yet. It will be finalized on Monday. Uh, it's still unclear what the exact stuff that we're getting is. It's my understanding that it's multiple picks, um, possibly the Lakers next year, but I'm, I'm told, at least based on reports that I've seen, that there's a lot of protections on these picks that were being promised. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, and I was looking at this, the poll that we put up on Twitter uh, on Celtics Life. And it seems like there's a pretty split reaction of of fans who, and I think the 24 hours difference has really made it, it's given fans a chance. Yeah, I would
3: say it was probably about, you know, 85, 15% last night.
2: But But I saw a thing on Instagram, a dude is burning a Markel Fultz jersey that he already had. The question is, and this is something that that we've been debating over the course of the day, is do we believe that Markel Fultz is going to be that star that we want him to be? And will he be that much better than who we can get at three? Whether that's Josh Jackson, whether it's Jason Tatum, whether that's... And the, the list of players is it can mm-hmm. be probably five or six different guys that Danny Age might be really interested in. We have no indication of who that might be. At least at the one, we seem pretty sure that he was going to take Markel Fultz. Right. I, fans seem pretty split. Maybe it's because they've had time to, to let it go. What, are you... Infuriated. I know you were pretty upset last night.
3: Well, it's just I, I think the biggest problem was that I, I had convinced myself that this kid was going to be a star scorer. Um, it, it, he just has all those offensive tools that I, I just—it's really hard to pass on. You know, the, the, a guy that could score all three levels like that—he looks like he's going to be a solid pro, quicker rather than later. Whereas some of the other guys, I don't—I don't really get that vibe. You know,
2: th- I yeah, I, and I I can agree with that. My concern, and I've made this clear a handful of times, my concern is that Markel Fultz was really com- completely complacent, or at least He did not he didn't make his team any better in college. And that's something that I've made clear as, as my concern. Mm-hmm. Not, not so much that I was against picking him at number one, but that was something that I was reluctant with as far as Markel Fultz went. I, from what I've seen, the deal right now as it stands is the number three pick this year, so swap one to three. So we dropped two spots down. And then also... LA's pick next season, which the the Sixers have the rights to, or Sacramento 2019. Uh, so it's it's unclear what we're going to get from this. And like we said, there's a lot of a lot of possibility of, of who the Celtics may take at three, or this could be packaged for something else. And he just wanted to get a lot more from it or something. It's it's very unclear what Danny Ainge's intentions were. But any any ideas why you would? make this trade? What do you think the logic was?
3: Well, my first thought was that there is going to be another move coming. And I, I still think that that's probably a big possibility. I think by moving the pick, you couldn't say trade the first overall pick and Markel Fultz, I don't think for like a Jimmy Butler straight up. I mean, would you do that? I, I, I don't. I wouldn't if I were the Bulls. It, you wouldn't do it if you were the Bulls? You wouldn't trade Butler? Straight, for up? The... straight up? No. Really? I mean, I, well, I mean, it, obviously there have to be other pieces in the deal anyways. Just between. Yeah, but
2: I, even then, I think the Bulls have been asking the world for Jimmy Butler. That's why we've gotten hung up on it before. Right. If we're talking about this, this Jimmy Butler trade, a slightly lesser player at three, and then get assets that we didn't have that we can put in a deal and take away one or two players that they were asking for. So Jay Crowder was the hang-up during last year's draft. Maybe we can pull him out of that. I think Danny Ainge, as much as I love Avery Bradley, I think that he understands that Avery Bradley is not going to be an affordable option come his extension next year. Mm-hmm. And maybe he'd be willing to part with Avery Bradley and these picks that we just acquired for, that we will acquire from Philly on Monday. Right. So it's going to be... I if I were the Bulls with the with what they were asking for I wouldn't have done it for the one straight up and I th- I don't think the Celtics were willing to part with enough players including the one because from what I understand there were conversations involving the Brooklyn pick obviously before the lottery at the right. trade even then they were still asking for a ton of pieces in
3: addition to the Brooklyn pick
2: right right so I, I just I feel like Ainge can now say, Well, you guys need to rebuild we've got a ton we've of picks. Right, players. we've
3: got we've got there's multiple picks and got yeah.
2: a ton of options and then we still have Brooklyn's pick and our own pick in the twenty eighteen draft. Right. So it's not like we're giving up the future of of the young players that we're gonna bring in through the draft. It's something that we have additional picks that we didn't have that we can now package in a deal for Jimmy Butler. And I would have said Paul George up until this afternoon, but then all the drama with that of him saying he doesn't really want to stay and that he's probably going to go sign with L.A. next offseason.
3: So. Yeah. So, so my my thing was by trading, you know, so so moving from faults and, and not selecting him. Now, most GMs, most people wouldn't want to do that just for the fact that, you know, if he turns out to be a superstar and then they're going to look like an idiot. Now, we know that Ainge, you know, is a gambler and doesn't care about that kind of stuff. But what about, like, my thinking was that he was going to move the pick. Now that he's traded that, made that, you know, swap, he wouldn't be so disc- – now if he trades this pick and gets himself a a butler in a package or, or a Paul George or whoever, it, then you're not comparing Markel Fultz to whatever player you would have taken at three. Instead, you're comparing him to the superstar that you traded for. Does that exactly. Make sense? This, this seems
2: like a very win now move,
3: right? And that—that's what—that's what I was thinking as well.
2: Which I but, can appreciate because it's something that obviously Boston, even outside of basketball, Boston, the Bruins, the Red Sox, the Patriots—it's a—it's a win atmosphere. It's an atmosphere that that the fans want championships. The fans want rings, and it's been going on ten years now since the Celtics have have won a championship. And Danny Ainge wants to make that happen again, and he's been. You know, every deadline, whether it's draft night, whether it's the trade deadline, whether it's He's been
3: in the mix. Yeah,
2: we've been sitting here. We've been praying for something to happen. And we got Al Horford last offseason and that was fantastic. And It's a great, great start. It's, it's building momentum, but we're still hoping for more. And I don't think that drafting a player who's 19 years old is going to be championship next season. And this at least maybe sets up the possibility for that. Maybe more so than just drafting a number one and just hoping that it would turn into something. Because, I mean, they're, they're a bust. Maybe Markel Fultz, maybe. And this is something that we were talking about. Were there knee problems? Were there Was there concern about his his medical history? He had a knee injury two or three years ago back in high mm-hmm. school. Is there something that Danny Ainge knows that we don't as far as how he feels about Fultz? I had read reports that both Ainge and Stevens weren't incredibly impressed during his workout with the Celtics. I think there were still... Can, Convinced that he would be the best pick at number one overall, but maybe there was something that they saw that they weren't
3: didn't quite separate him. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, and that and that's, uh, that makes sense. I, with as far as the injury stuff goes, though, I, I feel you know we can't really discredit the Sixers and and like as if they wouldn't notice that knee problems were an issue either. You know, I I, well, I, I see a lot of people reporting on that. And yeah, with that, that being said, the Sixers obviously. are the ones who love but maybe the, maybe problem. he fits right into their mold with uh, he's going to take next year off with a knee problem and uh, exactly. just like just like the rest of the. The process over there exactly i mean how many guys <laughs> on
2: their team have like a lower leg need- oh god it's insane i don't <laughs> understand it maybe I, they're just obsessed with guys who are injured and who just don't have sustainable careers and maybe fultz is one of those guys <laughs> maybe he is but like you got joel Embiid, right right who phenomenal player and he proved that last season in like the 30 games that he played but he could only play 30
3: games right Ben Simmons didn't even suit up once. Let's let us let us say they're healthy next year, and let's say they all stay, you know, relatively healthy. They sure. they all play seventy five percent of the games. Sure, that's a pretty formidable team, no? I mean, obviously that depends a lot on Simmons and Fultz, but you they've know. also
2: got a ton. Of, they can make a splash in free agency too because they've got.
3: A do ton they have of Do they out. have enough for a max contract?
2: I believe so. I mean, they only really have rookie deals, and then just yeah. Contracts I'm trying think of who else is on
3: there. Not there's not really any anything. No Nobody. And with all those young guys, too, they could also make a splash with a trade as well because, you know, uh, guys like Covington and Saric and whatever, what, I mean, they could trade, I don't know, they they still have their first-round picks next year. I mean, they're, they're still in a pretty good position. I don't
2: think that they're going to be, like, contenders in the next year. I, I think they – I wouldn't shock me if they
3: made the playoffs next year in the eighth seed. Definitely I wouldn't, wouldn't shock look me. At the rest I, of the I would agree with that. Um and that I think that would be pretty massive for, you know, such a, you know, it happens. But, yeah, sure. Um,
2: obviously, be... the biggest turnaround would be the, the Cavaliers who were out of the playoffs and LeBron James returned. But that includes LeBron James. Right. Um, and maybe I mean, maybe they can draw some big free agent. Maybe they somehow land a guy like Gordon Hayward or maybe they can trade for Paul George and then combine that with a ton of rookies. Maybe it's just like, yeah, you know, what's pretty... that? What's that movie? The Miracle on Ice. Maybe it's the Miracle on the Hardwood. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's the miracle on, you know. It's, or maybe we're we'll watching this movie. And, if, this, and,
3: if this happens, sorry. and Markel Fultz is a big part of it, I'm gonna jump off the. the <laughs> this movie, right?
2: This movie, Miracle um. on the Hardwood. We'll start with the phone call between Danny Ainge and the Philadelphia 76ers and be like, all right, it's a done deal. Hang up. And then it like music plays, montage, and they start winning games. People are saying that this is going to define Danny Ainge's legacy more so than his 2008 championship. And that we're hoping that we're going to have a similar kind of move Right.
3: We're, we're hoping there's another shoe day. to drop, maybe a couple more shoes, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of deals.
2: And that's certainly possible. And with the track record that he has, considering the the Brooklyn deal that he swung for KG and Paul Pierce, and also the moves that he that he did to create that team back in in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, who is to say that that we know everything that's going on? And it's obviously very hard to identify what he knows. Maybe he has concerns about Markel Fultz' injury history. Maybe he just prefers Jason
3: Tatum. Who knows? When when you talk about it, defining Dan Age's legacy now. I don't think that it should, but at the same time, think about this. Let's say this trade goes down. Markel Fultz becomes a megastar, right? Uh, you know, but not, it doesn't even have to be like you know. Let's say he becomes a Kyrie Irving, okay? You know, a, an all-star, yeah, uh, one of the best point guards in the league. You know, let's say let's say we draft Tatum and he just turns out to be like Drew Gooden or something, you know, like a, just a just another guy. And I think Danny Cage's legacy, if we don't end up winning another title or anything. Would would go down as uh, just the the crazy guy that with these trades he he would have technically ruined our chances on three different occasions with these trades and then and granted he's made some great trades over the years but think about this the Ray Allen deal that didn't really go through the OJ Mayo trade technically that broke up our big three because that was the seed planted that Ray was pissed off wanted to leave didn't come back right okay all right then we have the Jeff Green. Perkins trade which everyone has haunted Ainge for possibly ruining our opportunity to win that year as well when we had no center and then Markel Fultz in the next 10-15 years like it would just to me it would just come down to like these trades that he just made some ridiculous deals
2: well and you just know that now we're gonna see Celtics Sixers on ESPN and it's gonna start with the stupid with like Oh back last off season you know what happened it's going to show this like montage of right Mark, the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. with the first overall pick select
3: Mark and it's going to be like right. oh I can't believe we did this this way right. that's what i'm petrified of
2: it's going to happen every single season <laughs> I, I for every single matchup between the Sixers and the Celtics yep Well, at least wherever Mark Fultz is H-
3: hands down it's, that's why i had the most trouble sleeping last night thinking about <laughs> Ten years from now, people just rubbing it in our face that Markel Fultz became this megastar, and we could have had him, but we wanted to get an extra draft pick.
2: Well, and that's that's where we got to hope for for these fireworks to happen. On yeah, because I
3: because I think if they make if they cash in and they make a deal, even if that happens, if he acquires a guy like a Jimmy Butler or whatever, and we have him for the next six years, it's going to be hard to to really point fingers and be like that was a huge mistake. I could see I, it Celtics, still could be, but
2: just like browsing the Celtics subreddit, the fans who are saying, <laughs> you know, are so mad at Danny H, I could see people being upset, even if we do win one title with Jimmy Butler because of this trade.
3: Just because, it just if Fultz turns out to be a stud yes,
2: anyways. That people may say, like, well, we would have won, won five. Yeah. Could yeah. Have won more, and that, that's, that's a, a
3: given, and that's going to happen if he turns out to be really good. It's It's hard to say. I mean, I I was inherently upset yesterday, but uh, I've talked myself off the ledge. I I still wish this trade wasn't going down tomorrow, but I'm just hopeful that there's something else brewing.
2: We've been talking about how this could affect the whole circle of free agency and the trade market and just the logistics that need to happen. And so obviously, Justin is our big cap guy and we were talking about it and the trade from one to three saves us about a million dollars. Mm-hmm. And that could be used to sign Gordon Hayward to a max deal, right? So that in itself frees up a little bit more space to actually afford Gordon Hayward now a million dollars. And we we were discussing it earlier today that you know maybe Hayward really wants to play for Stevens is willing to take a, a small pay cut and a million dollars maybe not that big a deal for for a guy like Gordon Hayward. He's gonna be making close to thirty regardless. Sure, but that makes it easier to offer max deal and to to match what. Utah can offer, with the exception of the the additional year, Mm -hmm. on his his deal. That, alongside the possibility of then having these picks to trade, can make it possible to get not only Butler, but also Hayward, if we kind of do everything in the correct order. Right. If we don't have to trade the number three pick, also a guy like Jason Tatum, Lonzo Ball, if the Lakers pass on him, if that's your kind of thing. And Josh Jackson, <laughs> alongside with a bunch of other options. I mean, there there's right. Leek Monk, Darren Fox. I think it's
3: straight down even further, it wouldn't shock me either.
2: I, and I I'm not. I don't want any more trades involved. <laughs> no, I, know. I really don't. I, I I'm happy if we're trading for other players. And we like get something established, but I really do not want to keep. Right. I don't. I,
3: want I just want to, to keep kicking really the can yesterday. down the road. Yeah. You know, at, at some point, you know, we have to draft some stars there yeah i was joking if, with you if, earlier. are not gonna make a deal
2: i was joking with you earlier he's just kicking the can down the road until they get lebron james jr
3: yeah that's you <laughs> what, know hey 22 draft it might maybe. not be the worst idea
2: <laughs> oh man is but, there um, do you feel like okay well let's talk about the picks so we're, <laughs> we're three now right Right. uh sixers have committed to taking Mark Fultz, right I believe them. I don't think they're just trying to mess with Yeah, up. I,
3: I, when they posted a picture yesterday of the four, it was Embiid, uh, Covington, Ben Simmons, and Markell. I guess they were all there yesterday. Yeah, because
2: he did work out for the, the Sixers
3: well, yesterday. Right, outside. and uh, they posted a picture of that, and, and this was after the deal went down, I think, and it, I saw that, and my eyes were burning. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, that, that that's a lock. They're, they're definitely taking him. I mean, I okay. saw some... Reports about them muddling it up because they really wanted Jackson because Stephen A. Smith said it. I don't uh I don't care if Stephen A. Smith's from Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't put any credit into that, you know. Okay. Sixers taking Fultz.
2: Sure. Lakers are not completely hundred percent on Lonzo Ball.
3: I still think they do take him. What, what do you think? I you know, I I I would say they probably will. I, I just I think Magic I Johnson is not the guy that Ainge is. And not willing to if if Lonzo Ball is the consensus number two, which he may not be right now, but he was for a while. That's going to be looming in the back of Magic's head.
2: There's some interest in Josh Jackson, from
3: mm-hmm. what I hear
2: from the from the Lakers. I wouldn't mind if they pick Josh Jackson. I honestly, personally, would like the Celtics to take Jason Tatum.
3: I would also. That's that would be my choice. As well. At at
2: three. So regardless, mm-hmm. I don't think that the Lakers are targeting Jason Tatum. Right. They may, but I, I don't think, I think they're between ball and Jackson at the two. And then I also saw reports that are looking at De'Aaron Fox over Lonzo ball. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a guard because other crazy stuff going on in LA.
3: See, I would rather him take either of the two bigger guys, Tatum over Jackson, but I, because I think that those guys can all play that small ball four down the line, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe not start there, but it, it seems like Jalen could play the two. One of those guys could be three if I mean, if we're looking like three, four years down the line, if that's yeah. the way it ends up going, you know, but, but they would be pretty versatile guys to have as like a small ball four too. I mean, I, I like
2: Jason Tatum. I've said that I watched him. I, I'm an SU fan. So I watched him play with Duke a lot. We've talked about other potential options. Justin and I like Laurie marketing, not at the three necessarily, but we like Laurie marketing a lot. Uh, Malik Monk has been linked our direction and De'Aaron Fox, obviously. Plus, Jonathan Isaac out of FSU, mm-hmm. uh, is also a guy that a lot of Celtics fans really like. Not that they were interested in it. At the one, maybe at the three, it's maybe not too low. Maybe it's too high. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
3: Uh, see, Danny's been on the record saying that there was about four guys that he, that he thought were above and beyond and even before the deal, whatever he said, he thought there was four guys and, and then not maybe there wasn't so much of a difference. I mean, he basically foreshadowed that this was going to happen him trading the pick. I mean, I, I, I would have to think, and, and who knows? Because obviously, Danny is goes by he goes by the, his, the beat of his own drum there. But I would think that it's probably likely the first four guys you mentioned, and, and obviously, Foltz, Ball, Tatum, and and Jackson are the four that he has separated because that's pretty much the same four that everybody else has separated too. Um, so so that's think- just a guess on my part. But I, I would guess that it's his if he does make the pick, it'll be limited to those four.
2: And you and I agree that the Tatum is probably for
3: us at least Best Tatum's I mean g- great shooter I think that that he's ideal fit for this team um he's a much better shooter than Jackson True and Jackson's more the high motor defensive guy though that we know Danny falls in love with but uh I think I, I that's why I want to so bad because he's going to be such a great shooter uh, Tatum's just about NBA ready too and and he can shoot too so He's had some bulk Yeah
2: a little bit of bulk to him mm mm-hmm. Mhm got a crazy wingspan Luis was mentioning that today but mm-hmm. needs to add some some bulk to him because he just he's wiry almost he's got he's got yeah. a build for it but he's just
3: he's he's got he's the, the his comparables here on um nba draft on net is alan houston and danny granger and i mean you know if he turned out to be anything near either one of those guys that'd be a pretty solid pickup
2: yeah danny granger especially when he played with the pacers was right. phenomenal if you could that Danny Granger, not the one who was on like the Rockets, like
3: right, right. the original Danny Granger. Yeah, the
2: original Danny Granger. Yeah. He was uh, pretty yeah.
3: he was a good score, dynamic.
2: Okay. Is this pick untouchable for you?
3: No, I, I mean I, I would trade it. Um, I think it has more value than trading the future picks because a lot of teams want to get guys now. I think if a team is looking and saying, This is at number three, I can get so-and-so. It's a lot better than a pick that maybe is within two and five next year or, you know, you know, uh, I think that when they can see it, which is why our our pick went up in value when it was actually number one. I mean, it it actually got traded
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, rather than us. It's got the potential to be number one. So I I think when teams can see the guy that they want, I I think that makes it more valuable. And I would trade it and especially. You know, with, with, we still have some future picks. But if you can get a player for it, I didn't want to trade it when it was number one because I wanted to take Fultz. But now that it's not, I, I trade it all day.
2: Is there, would you trade all of what we get from this trade and literally come away with nothing? I mean, like we'll trade, we'll get some, I would hope, some kind of star. Maybe it's straight up Jimmy Butler, Philly, mm-hmm. uh, LA, and possibly Sacramento. Maybe some of them are protected. Do you trade this entire haul, or do you hold on to the three and get at least one rookie? Because we would not draft in the first round, I believe, if we traded all of these.
3: If we traded both picks, you mean?
2: Well, we only have the three, right?
3: But this year, we have the three. You're talking about we wouldn't have a selection in the first round this year.
2: Yeah, if we trade yeah, the- I don't
3: think we need one. We've got the two guys coming from overseas. We've got some talented guys that don't get to play already. Um, you know, like guys like Mickey and uh, Jackson. yeah. You know, but it's right though. I mean, there's those guys were high picks. Well, they were later first round picks, but the other two, uh, were projected, you know, if they were in this draft class this year, they'd be, you know, top 10 picks. So, um, I think, you know, it's, we, we got plenty of guys to, to get some, some time that we don't necessarily need another high guy, which is why I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm totally cool with trading this pick. Who would you trade for? It's probably a pretty short list. I mean, yeah, it's, I wouldn't trade it for. Paul George, because he's on the one year left, like you said, but I guess I would trade it for Jimmy Butler or in some kind of package for Jimmy Butler. I'd trade a lot of things for guys like, you know, Anthony Davis, but I really don't think he's actually available.
2: Yeah, that's a strange, there's been mixed reports coming out of New Orleans with with Marcus Cousins being there. And I've seen, I don't know if there are reports or just rumors of just that there's a small chance that he might be on the market, Anthony Davis. Mm Mm-hmm. But the injury history scares me. I mean, obviously Anthony Davis is a phenomenal player. I'd love to have on the right. side. Um, and if we could just trade these pieces and mm-hmm. alongside maybe salary match, I would love it. Be awesome. But I don't know if that's an option.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think it is. So, but I, but you can take all the picks if, <laughs> if that's if that's if that was really on the table.
2: I am scared of of Paul George. I, I was so high on on trading for him,
3: mm-hmm. but with this rumor that came out on Sunday. I just don't – I don't like the, the – Well, here's an interesting thing, though, to me. I wouldn't be opposed to trying to go after him with some of those future maybe borderline appealing picks like the the Clippers pick and the, or the, and the Grizzlies pick because I would take a shot with a one-year rental with him in hopes that we could re-sign him after. Yeah. If, if it was – you know, those picks aren't going to crush us. We don't – like I said, we have a ton of young guys on the team and barring some kind of trade that clears a ton of room. We we have you know we have the we have enough pieces that we can gamble on something like that.
2: And this him saying this drives the price down significantly.
3: Right. I mean, what are every, they going to get for him anyways? You know, every team knows
2: that it's yeah. Either they're going <laughs> to go and maybe they wait until the deadline. I really doubt mm-hmm. they
3: do. Because- no, no way. I I don't think he makes it. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he got traded this week. But if not, I I think he's traded by like the end of July. Yeah, because I mean, there's a stuff before the season starts. I, I mean. guess,
2: I guess maybe they, they dip their feet in the free agency pool and see if they can get somebody big. Because, yeah, yep. I, initially, he had said, what was it, in February that he said he wanted he'd stay in Indiana if he could win. Mm-hmm. They actually built around him and they were completely complacent at the deadline. I think right. they were more concerned about trading him. Yeah, God, right. like, oh, and, and it didn't
3: work wanted, out, right?
2: wanted to surround him with pieces. Sorry about that. This has gotta drive the price down significantly. Because they were asking for a lot of pieces too. I remember looking at those at Twitter on, on February in February on the trade deadline. And they were asking for a ton of stuff, which mm-hmm. is why nothing ended up coming coming about. But that was also under the pretense that he would probably re sign. Now right. they know that if they aren't making the playoffs, he's just gonna leave. Right. And they're not gonna get anything from it. And then they're gonna be basically just Miles Turner. And a washed up Monte Ellis, no,
0: just gonna... <laughs> yeah. and
2: that's going to be their team, and it's going to be just—they're not going to have have a team anymore.
3: I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, actually, I can almost tell you this is probably what, almost exactly what's going to happen. He's going to end up in Cleveland. They're going to trade Kevin Love for him. Whether now, here's an interesting thing. If if they made a deal for Kevin Love, I mean, do they do they really want Kevin Love? Maybe I mean, he's signed for like what three, four more years. Yeah, um, would you be interested in a three-team deal where we end up with Love and we send some picks or you know some kind of assortment of picks, players, and Cleveland ends up with Paul George?
2: I think we would be able to utilize Love significantly better than Indiana would.
3: I I agree. And the one thing, and because right, wouldn't they rather have first-round picks or or some rather than Kevin Love if they're really going to reset like that, right?
2: It would be, and I was talking about this when we talked about that rumor on Wednesday, it would be the Timberwolves from three years ago. Yeah, exactly. It'd it'd be him just doing everything, and Mm -hmm. they would be maybe a 25 to 30 win team.
3: See, my only issue with that is if, if that's obviously the price of whatever we'd have to pay would be one issue, but... I'm not sure that Kevin Love and Al Horford I mean does that make sense as a as having those two guy, big guys I mean I, I think they would play well together but yeah. like in this new you know a lot of small ball NBA I mean does it make sense to have two guys like that that you want to have on the floor a lot
2: well isn't the small ball a lot a lot of it the five is mostly just supposed to stretch the floor it's not necessarily
3: yeah. like the size because N- not necessarily that, running up and down the floor right generally
2: the five plus his outlet passes would be
3: Oh, awesome. I'd be, like oh. Jay
2: Crowder and like oh, yeah. guys running in transition. Jalen Brown yeah. actually. Yep. Yeah, that'd be that'd be tons of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I've I've wanted Kevin Love on on the Celtics. Yeah. Break.
3: Oh, I know. When when we still had Rondo, I was I was I thought that would be excellent. I, I was just envisioning the fast break with Love with the outlets to Rondo and just yep. guys like taking off. But
2: I actually really like that. That's a really mm-hmm. interesting trade. I I really. Yeah.
3: I and I don't know what the price would be there. Um we could probably get away with a little bit less, being that, you know, Indiana's in a tough position and Cleveland, they're they'd both be in tough positions. Like if Cleveland wants George and Indiana wants to get rid of George and get something for him, I mean we probably could put a more enticing package together than just about anybody. And the you know, Indiana doesn't have to eat that salary.
2: But then we're just prolonging cleveland's reign at the top of the east
3: well that may be so i mean do you how much better do you think they'd really be though it's i paul they paul would Church. be better I, I think they'd definitely be better Kevin Love. yeah obviously paul george is better than kevin love but they're losing in other areas though no kind I, don't know.
2: I mean they're they're what was kevin love contributing besides a scoring punch he wasn't like a a key rebounder like he was
3: no he didn't have the same impact in that department but i still think he was a that, defender
2: in any capacity. He's not no. he's not a guy who plays good defense. And they were not good at hiding him. No. And Paul yeah, George... So
3: maybe that's... Maybe, that, maybe that that does, players. Right.
2: They could play small and let Tristan Thompson kind of free reign. Just, right. Now, that would be scary.
3: Yeah, that would Paul be George really bad. bad. That, that would it.
2: it would make him younger and it would make him...
3: Yeah, and I think that, team, more that team could certainly... People were saying that that doesn't get them by Golden State. Maybe not, but that's pretty damn close. That would yeah.
2: make that would make a better championship series than. Yeah, hell yeah. So I, I don't like that only because I don't want Cleveland to be better. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's true. I but would. Who knows how that works out after this year, though, because they'd have to sign him to you know uh, extension. I guess. Well, I guess it falls into place with Love's salary, though. No, I guess it's. Because Love's making like twenty five million a year right yeah, now. Right now, right now, he's like cheaper now. than Kevin Love. So he'd be slightly more than him over, like you know. But I'm sure they could figure out a way to come up with. I mean, that's just a little more tax.
2: Yeah. So the Lake or the uh, the Cavs could figure it out. He wants to win. He would probably go to a championship um, series at the very least with that team. I would guess, unless there's some injuries.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, that. Yeah, for sure.
2: But he'd be able to play alongside. LeBron and Kyrie. That'd be a stupid big three. I would hate that. Yeah, that would not be fun. I would hate that. But with that being said, Gordon Hayward would be able to sign with us. Right. Five. We wouldn't have that like depth issue.
3: like mm-hmm. depth well, uh, the, the, the problem there, the biggest problem would be that um, I guess they could make the trade without us is what I'm saying. So if we wanted to get Kevin Love, it'd be a way for us to get in the mix. Yeah, because- and I I'm because not- they could probably do a deal for Kevin Love for him, and then Indiana could figure out what they want to do with Love at the trade deadline, you know?
2: Yeah, and I'm not sold to the Pacers being a better team with Kevin Love.
3: I just, No. I don't think that they get that much better. But I think they might make the deal to get something that, hmm. even if they didn't want to keep him, move as an asset down the road, whether it's next off season or at the trade deadline or, you know? Yeah.
2: No, yeah, it makes sense, I guess.
3: I don't know. I, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if, if the Celtics would even be interested in that. I don't know.
2: Interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's a nice way to I I appreciate looking at the Mark L. Foltz trade in that capacity. That's
3: just, <laughs> that's, just trying to wrap nice up positives at at. here, man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, what no. we're doing. Just, <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. Silver linings.
2: Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to look at as far as silver linings. to This thing, Um, I you know... I like Jason Tatum,
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, if I'm we bad. keep the pick i'm 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 cool with that. I mean it's I think he's gonna be a good player, and uh, maybe it's maybe Danny's right, and maybe it's not that big of a difference, and we'll look back at this in a couple of years, and they'll both be stars, and we'll say,, huh, you know, we got this guy instead of this guy, you
2: know, we talked about his legacy being affected if Fultz is a star, if he's right. an all star Kyrie Irving level player, what happens if he's a bust?
3: yeah, well, then Danny looks like a genius
2: looks right. like yeah. he is a genius if yeah, well, yeah. If, yeah. He, if if that yeah. works out if Markel Bolts is a bust mm-hmm. for whatever reason like if he just can't find his way to to just transition into the nba turns into like a anthony bennett kind of player
3: mm-hmm. then the, yeah the you know the one thing that gives me a slight you know well and granted you can't throw the book out on him yet but Brandon ingram came in last year i mean he didn't look all that great did he Right in college, no, they, last year playing for the Lakers. I oh, mean, no, they no, said dude. this was a two-man draft. These guys were so far ahead of everybody else, yeah. and there was players behind him way better than him last year. And granted, really? he's got some tools, and he'll probably he's going to be better, obviously. But I mean, some of these guys that got drafted behind him, I mean, I'm not convinced that Brandon Ingram's going to be better. You know, um, Malcolm Brogdon.
2: Yeah, the only career-wise. player wise the only players in the lottery that actually made an impact, and I may be missing one or two, but I think it was exclusively Jalen Brown and Buddy Heald. I think mm-hmm. were the only two players in the lottery who actually had a serious impact. Obviously, Ben Simmons, who was the, the number one overall, did not get his time to play. Right, he didn't play, right. But yeah, everyone else in the lottery was generally pretty useless. I mean, Dragon Bender was...
3: That, that was supposed... I mean, he's supposed to be a couple years out. He
2: was the wild card, but he right. couldn't do it. The only one who, was, who kind of pieced it together was Marquise Chris. Yep. Yeah he,
3: had a, yeah, he did have a decent year.
2: Only in the second half of the season. And it took him a while to figure it out. He's still, right. you know, and I mean, you, that's all And
3: was kind of in that tent, too, where, where he got more run towards the end of the year, too.
2: Yeah, so, no,
3: I, I agree.
2: Brandon Ingram did not live up to the potential. And right. maybe it's something he needs to do. And
3: it's one year. It's year one, so that's not to say. But when I see something like that and I say, well, what happened? If he ends up not ever being that great of a player, then that's totally could happen to Fultz, too. Because Brandon Ingram was supposed to be a lock last year. To be really, really good, so...
2: Who else are, like, big busts recently? Not not necessarily saying that Brandon Ingram was bust, but... No, 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 but um, Anthony and, Bennett, obviously. Well, Anthony Bennett, ba- obviously, yeah. yeah.
3: you said that already. Um,
2: I'm, I'm trying to... I, you know, because Okafor was also top three, and he really has been...
3: Jaheel. Yeah, kind of a bust. He looked really good his rookie year, though, and it. I don't know if it was just they just didn't play him last year. I don't know what happened. He does a loss, though, so What's I'm it? not really sure, but... Last year's rookie year. He, he, he wasn't... I don't think he was rookie of the year, right? He was a rookie, not this past season, the season before. Was is?
2: I feel like he's only been in a, a year. two years. Two years. Oh man.
3: Yeah, and he was really good his rookie year. He was, you know, he was scoring like eighteen points a game for a while. I don't know what his actual scoring average was, but he was consistently scoring. He was the feature of their offense, and <laughs> but then this year he just looked lost out there. No sophomore slump. Yeah,
2: eleven point eight. But
3: I mean, he's shown that he get. You know, he 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 has some physical ability there but I, I think he's just his mold is is a tough fit you know nowadays
2: true yeah it's also yeah that's that's not a fair comparison but right with I I feel like you know there's a possibility he's a bust mm-hmm. it's it's for sure possible Jabari Parker has just had constant knee problems knee problems are a huge concern that's my biggest concern when it comes to players yeah they're yeah. looking to draft it's just guys who have knee issues because that's you can never right. overcome that right just look at Greg Oden.
3: Mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure.
2: In other news, Gordon Hayward. There were reports that actually have nothing to do with his camp, saying that he has serious concerns playing alongside Isaiah Thomas, which I thought was kind of hysterical. Guy on ESPN we're, on we're,
3: yeah. <laughs> didn't come from and his
2: camp, but <laughs> saying I've heard from people. They're not not talking to Gordon Hayward, but I've heard from people that he's got <laughs> serious concerns about playing alongside Isaiah Thomas because he sees how much he dribbles the ball. So I was looking at the usage rate, and like Isaiah, thirty-three percent usage rate which is, like, top 10 in the NBA. Sure. But, granted, he played, minutes-wise, he didn't actually play a ton compared to everybody else in that category. But when he was on the floor, especially the fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. it was was his time. Do you think that Gordon Hayward will take some of that spotlight from him? Do you feel like that was just because Isaiah Thomas didn't have...
3: Yeah, I think it's because he didn't have anybody else to do that. I mean, who else is going to handle the ball like that? Jay Crowder? No. You know, um... Avery Bradley would get the touch sometimes in crunch A little round. bit, but not, you know, not generally. Marcus Smart probably handled the ball, you know, when he was on the floor with Isaiah, mm-hmm. probably more than anybody else. And that's probably, I, I don't think that having another ball hander would be a problem at Plus, all. Plus
2: Stevens gets you your looks, you know? Yeah, like right. you Just like he goes to the best guy for the situation. He, like, would run right. plays for Avery Bradley to take the game-winning shot. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs. Right. Run plays for, for Al Horford to right. post up and, and take... Something that he really wasn't playing all game. He would like, he was, if you're playing for Bad Stevens, you're going to get your looks. And if anybody knows that, it's Gordon Hayward, mm-hmm. <laughs> who spent two years with him in college. Uh, yeah,
3: and that's why I, I don't, I I think that's a bunch of nonsense.
2: Similarly, other stuff. Uh, Schultz says that he's got a source that says we're the favorites to land Gordon Hayward. Uh, the all knowing Wadge says that we have the best shot at luring Lake Griffin away from the Clippers. And that's all the off-season stuff if I can think yeah. of. Plus, Paul Pierce wants to put the, the the Ray Allen feud behind him, which is pretty cool. Do you do you appreciate that? Or are you still mad at
3: Ray Allen? Yeah, I mean, I'm still mad at Ray, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, they should. I mean, what what? Seriously, they're all retired now, so it's silly. To, besides yeah. Rondo, and Rondo's never going to forgive him anyway, so you can't really. Yeah, Rondo. Holds a Rondo good. never liked him when even before that. So yeah. I mean, you know. And Celtics have the third best title odds. Yes, wow. man. Wow, that's a little shocking. Considering that you wouldn't think the Spurs would be ahead of us, we were tied with the with the Spurs. Okay, well, fair we enough. Like, it was
2: like twelve fair. to one, I think. I,
3: I think are in our our favor. I guess it's easier to see us getting to the finals versus the Spurs. So, so maybe that's you know gives us a little edge.
2: I think we're better coached than the Cavs. Mm-hmm. I think Tyron Lew is trash.
3: I don't think he really coaches. I think LeBron coaches that team.
2: Yeah, I think Blair. LeBron coaches whatever. Yeah,
3: team. And I'm, I'm not even joking. Like I really, not that not that Tyron Lew doesn't do anything, but I I mean, whatever LeBron says goes. So
2: there was. Uh, do you ever read the kicker? It's like satiric. It, it was written by dudes who do SNL. It's a Satirical. No, no, no. The they did a thing where it was like LeBron James leaving a voicemail for Steve Kerr after Game Five. He's like, "Hey man, can I come to play for your team now?" Yeah. I- <laughs> i'll even let you coach sometime it will be great <laughs> yeah that's, that's awesome that's my humor for the night <laughs> that's quick look our own josh coin caught up with al horford's little brother josh horford uh we're gonna send it over to him for a quick interview take a listen
0: you are listening to the celtics live podcast with me josh coin reporting from the united kingdom on the line i have michigan native uh, and a proud member of a family rich in basketball tradition, Josh Horford. Where are you speaking to me from, Josh?
4: Uh, I'm speaking to you from Lansing, Michigan.
0: Okay, well, let's start with some immediate Celtics news, as, of course, your brother Al just finished his first season in Boston. It's been reported that the Celtics have traded away the number one pick for Philadelphia's number three pick and an additional future Sixers pick. Obviously, it's a loaded draft, and there are plenty of guys who can help the team. As a basketball fan, what do you think of the move?
4: Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and trust Danny Ainge for sure.
0: Well, the team is in a great position regardless of what happens to the pick. It's been an impressive season and a really decent postseason run. Did they meet or exceed your personal expectations?
4: Oh, yeah, they definitely exceeded my expectations. I, uh, I was expecting a lot out of them, but, you know, to go to the, the conference finals like that and everything and, and compete with the Cavs, you know, I'll I was more than happy. I didn't expect them to move the ball so well and uh, have so many team assists and stuff like that. It was, it was really good basketball. They really clicked.
0: And did you get a chance to make it to Boston for a playoff game?
4: I didn't get to Boston, but I got to catch a couple games in Chicago. Really good atmosphere. You know, the Celtics had to quiet all that down. It was really fun.
0: Have you had the chance to speak to Al about how the season played out?
4: Um. Yeah, we've talked, we've talked a little since then, but we haven't really had... You know the kind of conversation, you know, recapping the season and all that. Yeah.
0: Last time we spoke, you told me that as a player, you kind of found yourself in a sort of positional limbo, and you were working on your shooting range. How's that going? And are you still playing basketball?
4: Uh, it's going really well. I've just been getting in the gym and and working on my uh my perimeter game a lot. I'm trying to. I have one more year here at this junior college in lansing and i'd like to you know get a scholarship and go to the next level
0: also in our interview you expressed interest in coaching one day is this still a long-term goal of yours
4: oh uh, yeah I would, I would love to get into coaching is you know to be honest as soon as i could if i ever get the opportunity you know i'd love to take it
0: your sister anna has said in the past that you all watch celtics games together set the scene for us in such an event and who does what during the game? Who gets the most fired up?
4: I think you already know that Anna's, Anna's the most fired up, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> the games get pretty intense, you know. Whether it's, whether it's going our way or not, you know, the, the family's riled up. And you, you already know Anna's always, always going crazy.
0: Yeah, it certainly seems that from her online presence, you can see that Anna certainly wears her heart on her sleeve. Towards the end of the season, Al struggled with a concussion. This is, of course, something that needs to be taken very seriously. Yet, some fans grew impatient as the team missed him. Do you think that this is just one of those things that happen?
4: Yeah, that's just something that comes with the game. It, it it's a big deal, but you don't want it to you don't want it to become like a huge problem. You know, it's nothing to blow out of proportion or anything.
0: I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on some of the Boston um, media members. Um, and some something that took place early in the season. Al missed a couple of games, obviously, due to the birth of his child, uh, which is obviously a major life event, and something that, rightfully, he wanted to be a part of. A lot of questionable fans um, were riled up about this, weren't very happy about the fact that he missed a game, and that's something that comes part and parcel with being part of a, a team with a rich tradition uh, and a massive market. Mm -hmm. What did you, did you have any thoughts on, on the way that he was, um, the way he was treated by the media? Um,
4: yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a perspective thing. You know, people, people are really passionate about the game. You know, they really want to see guys go out there and compete, especially Al after he got that big contract. But, you know, you know, family's, family's always the number one priority. You know, especially to us, family was a big thing for him. So you just got to be understanding about things like that put yourself in people's shoes, you know, it's not a big deal.
0: Who would you like to see Boston sign in free agency this year?
4: I would love to see Gordon Hayward go to Boston. I would love it. Uh, He's going to bring some good scoring. He's going to bring unselfishness, good team defense. I really like him. He's he's a good ball player. He's coming together.
0: Okay, so moving back to you, um, I can see on your Twitter page that um, you're. It, it seems that you're trying to get a project off the ground by the name of Advanced Apathy. Can you talk us through what that is and what it means to you?
4: Yeah, this is a clothing line I'm starting right now. It's It's something I've been wanting to do for a while, but I'm just... Now, you know, getting things together, it's advanced apathy is like, is like a phrase I heard in a song a while ago, like in the middle of high school. And I, I really liked it and I just looked more into it. And uh, it's just a lack of caring is what apathy means. So, you know, you make it advanced. You, know, you really don't care. And uh, that's that's just how I am a lot of the times. You know, I'm, I don't let I don't let things really get to me. You know, I don't I don't sweat a lot of stuff. I'm just finishing this website with my sister Maria right now she's helping me get some small details and fix everything up and we'll have it up and running
0: okay so Josh I know it's father's day uh, when we're recording this and I know that you probably have to shoot off Um, so I won't take up any more of your time but we should do this again sometime next time there's a big development in the world of Boston Celtics basketball
4: no problem
2: All right. Thanks, Josh. Well, if anything does happen with this pick or the picks that the Sixers sent us in moving for Paul George, for Jimmy Butler, for Anthony Davis, you can hear about it here on the Celtics Life podcast. You can find that pod on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcatcher apps. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars. If you don't like something or you have a suggestion, make sure you let us know the comment on any Celtics Life article or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod. We always want to give you guys the Celtics coverage that you want, just the way you like it, and we are pumped for the draft coming up this week. What do you think happens? Anything
3: crazy? Um, I don't know. Big trades, hopefully. Big moves. Big moves. moves. All the big. More moves.
2: (laughs) I don't want more moves. Let's let's hope it's quiet. Well, not moves
3: backwards. I mean, moves for players. (laughs) All the
2: All right. Thanks for listening, guys.